1: Uh, welcome to Pat and Stu. We were just listening. We were going through the uh, history of the Super Bowl halftime show. It, was it was pretty impressive. amazing. In the early days. I mean, this pretty was not amazing. even an event until like Super Bowl 30. Like, nothing yeah. happened for the Nineteen first 30 years.
2: 91 ish Yeah. 92. 91
1: was the first one we could do where, where there was an actual, seemingly, a big event and of the day. Listen to some of these. I
2: said the other day, I think the first one, the first Super Bowl, was a high school marching band. It wasn't, but it was college marching yeah. bands. Yeah,
1: so 67 was the and- University of Arizona and Grambling State marching band. So it wasn't even like the, the USC band marching band, no. the marching band we all know. Now, after Super Bowl one, they're like, <laughs> okay, we had Arizona and Grambling State last year. That's too much. Cut it back to just Grambling State this year. So, Super Bowl two is the Grambling State marching band. uh, Excuse me, 68. 69 is the Florida A&M They're
3: they're really strong. Florida A&M. Yeah, Florida A&M. Huge huge marching band school.
2: 1970,
1: Carol Channing.
2: I wonder what Carol Channing did. I don't
1: know. She's in here, like, multiple times.
2: Did she should do a play? Are you, the talent of
3: Carol Channing. You're doubting the NFL? <laughs> Carol, that's bringing bizarre. the
1: talent of Carol Channing. 71, out? they're like, "Hey, we tried the individual artist Carol Channing. Let's go back to the Florida AM <S laughs> marching band again." So that's what they are there. 72, right. they obviously you're sitting in Super Bowl. You're going to do a salute to Louis Armstrong. Well, obviously in 72, you, you got to, right. Uh, which and is, then you want to
2: bring in a marching band.
1: Which you get Carol Channing again. Oh, you do. And you get uh, the. Uh, you also get Al Hurt. Oh. And you bring in Ella Fitzgerald, you don't, which knows. is the first big name, I that's guess, a, of this. That's a big really show, But really a man. bizarre one. It's a big show. Ella Fitzgerald. You don't think of that. Then they're like, you know what? We had all those names last year. Let's bring back the University of Michigan marching band. 74, <laughs> the University of Texas marching band. 75, we're going to obviously do a tribute to Duke Ellington. Obviously. Obviously in 75 um, with Mercer Ellington and the Grambling State Band. in They were a big part of the
2: Super Bowl for the yeah. first 10, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, really?
1: 76, uh, no, again, just um, uh, no names at all, just a tribute to America's bicentennial. 77, uh, it's a small world, including cl- crowd participation for the first time with spectators waving colored, uh, you know, the cards you put up uh, mm-hmm. in front of you. Seven- it's a small world, like the Disney thing? Yeah, but, like, again, like no names. 78, Weird. now, again, we're at Super Bowl at 13 now. Um, Paris, it's from Paris to the Paris of America, featuring Tyler Apache Bellis, and Pete Fountain, along with Ooh. Al Hurt again. That's. And if impressive.
3: you're thinking he Al Hurt, H U R T, no, H-I-R-T. No. He
2: must have been a huge hit the first time around. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> oh, they we to gotta bring out Al Hurt, Al Hurt the, get him back. He's a
1: talented band. <laughs> now we're almost, th- we're almost to Reagan here. Yeah. And really, yeah. we had no Super Bowl shows yet, right? Uh, so, then we've got uh, a salute to the Caribbean with Ken Hamilton and various Caribbean bands.
2: What do you have against the Caribbean? Well, just the Queen. Okay.
1: Um, 1980, uh, a salute to the big band era with Up With People.
2: Up With up with People at a Super Bowl halftime show? 1980,
1: Up With People. That's incredible. We used to make fun of Up With People on the show. Wow. Remember that in Florida?
2: Yes. Yeah. I remember making fun of them back in Baltimore days. This is incredible. Wow. We are
1: still at nothing. Yeah. There's nothing that has happened to the Super Bowl halftime show. We're in 1981. I
3: think you're forgetting you message. You mentioned Al Hurt.
1: I did mention Al Hurt twice.
3: And Carol Channing.
1: I mean, really, the only name, really, mean, Fitzgerald. is Ella Fitzgerald, which, again, is so bizarre for a Super Bowl halftime really show. Bizarre. But, I mean, at least she's very well known. 81, a Mardi Gras festival, no names. 82, a salute to 60s and Motown, no names. Uh, 83, super, superscope uh, a kaleidoscope of color and sound. <laughs> 1984, (laughs) uh, Super Bowls, uh, this is now we're at 18. This is Super Bowl 18. Salute to the superstars of the silver screen. 85, a world of children's dreams. 86, Beach of the Future. Again, no names here. Wow. 87, salute to Hollywood's 100th anniversary.
3: Yeah, just production teams coming in. Uh
1: 88-something grand featuring 88 grand pianos and the Rockettes and chubby checker. I mean, God, they, again, they're, they are they are not bringing in big acts yet. In uh, 1988. 89, Bebop Bamboozled, <laughs> featuring 3D effects. 90, Salute to New Orleans, featuring Pete Fountain again. They, they really Peace had to the, man. They, they have him come back. Peace Doug Kershaw and Irma Thomas, which I know you're a huge fan <laughs> of. Uh, that's oh. a big Irma Thomas oh, guy. Oh, man. I, I've got her first wax <laughs> cylinder. <laughs> now, here's their first attempt. To try to bring in and some what year sort are of, we? We're in 1991. 90. 91. We're, we are almost into the Clinton administration here. Jeez. Their first attempt to do something with a known big act... At the time, unfortunately their first choice. We knew kids on the block in 1991. Huge at the time though. But at the time I bet I think, that was
2: massive. Yeah. I, I don't remember it very remember well, it but that must have been a big deal. Like the Super Bowl's gonna
3: bring in a big name now. Big name and bring in looking for younger yeah. audience. And
2: they've done it so long now that you just kind of think it's always been there. Yeah, and it hasn't. Yeah, and it it hasn't. It's fairly recent. Because
1: then you're at ninety two, they've got Gloria Estefan and then a bunch of Olympics people. Oh, okay. Ick. Then 93 oh, is the one on. the first one I remember Ick. of being really big which was uh, Michael Jackson. Huge. So Michael Huge. Jackson yes. comes in, in 1993. 94 they go Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Chir- Tritt, w- Wynona, and that show. J- Naomi Judd. I don't Judd. think they'll ever do right.
2: the country acts again. Uh, I think that's a thing of the past. Then you've got a Probably, Tony but the next that was year. A good
1: show. 90, 95, Tony Bennett, Patti LaBelle, um, and a Gloria seemingly a Stefan Yet again. Uh, 96 Diana Ross, 97, this is bizarre. 97. Now we're in 1997. <laughs> we're, we're almost to like Lewinsky Drudge Report mm-hmm. here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got oh, the, the halftime show of the Super Bowl are the Blues Brothers. Wow. Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and James Belushi did a halftime show of the Super Bowl? That seems completely impossible to me. It does. I don't remember it at all. Uh, then you've got um, Boys to Men, which were huge at, t- yeah. at the time, Smokey Robinson, Queen Latifah. The Temptations in 1998. Now you're getting into the ones where they're like every year. Stevie Wonder, Gloria Was Estefan. that in
2: Detroit? And it, it probably... I, yeah, for Motown. Say, say I don't know. Probably a Motown thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, then 2000, Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton. Phil Collins. Okay. But again, these are That's, all like those of the are, time those big are, names. Yeah. Some yeah. throwbacks and some currents, right? Uh-huh. 2001, uh, Aerosmith, Sync, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. I
2: remember that one wow. really well. Yeah. Yeah. That Maybe. one really stands out. Uh, and Aerosmith that could be a band maybe maybe they're the only band from the big
3: classic rock days yeah them and that maybe the
2: stones that could still pull this I think, off and yeah, want to the have stones them back
3: could, stones and aerosmith could do it again as a flashback, maybe you know, as, a, as a throwback yeah, maybe you time. too yeah you, you too come back oh, and yeah. do it again and they were
1: 2002 and that was one i think one of the best ones of all time that was right after uh, September 11th so yeah. you're a few months past September 11th they did a show where they showed all the names of the people who died and everything that was really an incredible one i thought and i also really like you too 2003 Shania Twain no doubt and Sting right it's it's a f- weird combination yeah, yeah. 2004: Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P. Diddy, Nelly, and Justin Timberlake. You remember that as the wardrobe malfunction year. Yep. 2005: That Paul happened Ma- in Houston. Yep. Paul McCartney, and that was the one in Jacksonville. That was the McCartney, first one I ever went to. I can't to. believe McCartney was that long ago. Yeah, that, that's wow. not, that was the first one I ever went to. That was the Eagles. Wow. The year that they the,
3: they won that game with the, they the with McCartney.
1: Oh, they, they didn't win not. it. I was exactly. actually because the entire time I was at this year's Super Bowl, all I was thinking about it was Keith Malinak, our producer, who was a huge Falcons fan. First of all, I was wondering. Whether we'd see him at work ever again, like mm-hmm. after that game, mm-hmm. um, and secondly, I was the, the other part of me was when they were up twenty-eight to three. I was thinking, am I going to hear this from? I know
3: free, forever,
1: forever that now they've won a Super Bowl and the Eagles haven't. Is that what I'm going to have to live through? Uh, no, no, no you don't, don't have to. to. Uh-uh. No, uh, Sorry about no, that, thank you. Uh, okay, 2006, Rolling Stones. They did it in 2006, which again, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that was amazing they could pull that off in 2006 when you think about it. 2007 was Prince, and yet again, the Florida A&M Marching Band, who were making another great. Because
4: they're great. 2008, World
1: famous. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 2009, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, oh, Tom was- Petty
2: and the Heartbreakers, terrible. Here's, a ba- here's a bad Springsteen, set. terrible. Here's and a bad I think set. that's when they started saying... Okay. No. no more of these guys. Well, you see this. This is no what. No more.
1: Pat, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, 2004, you get the, the wardrobe malfunction. We're doing this current stuff. We get a boob that pops out. We better freaking change. What we're <laughs> right. Doing. Right. We can't have right. any issues. All right, bring in Paul McCartney. Yes. Okay. You're not gonna get any boobs popping out in the Paul McCartney show. Right. right? And if you did, nobody would care. And that was their strategy <laughs> for several years. 2006, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Then 2007, Prince is a little risky, but again, he's from the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, so it's an ancient. Should you know, be okay. Big name. Prince 2008, Tom Petty, same thing. 2009, Bruce Springsteen. Same thing. thing. 2002, or 10, The Who, which I believe they went so far the wrong direct to the other side that they're like, crap, we better bring something current back into this. And remember, that was
3: around the time that, uh, um, uh, what's his face, the guitar player was in trouble for looking at porn. Mm-mm. Oh, uh, really? That
1: was way after that. That was way after that, wasn't it? Yeah, way that was after like that. when we were in Florida. But you're talking about Pete Townsend. Townsend, yeah, 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 that was a
2: long time ago. Yeah, I think that, I think. Was lot. that was a long. That yeah. was considered well before earlier. 2010.
1: I feel like that was a 2003.
2: Or 2002. But here's here's a fact okay. that no one will seem to face. What? The Who sucks. Oh, I'm with you. They've God. always sucked. They've never been good. I, they shouldn't. They certainly shouldn't have performed at the Super Bowl in 2010.
1: Yeah, I will say that's the only one I ever just I mean, didn't even attend. Like all the, of all the Super Bowls that I've been to, I didn't sit in my seat for that one. Because it was just like, eh, who cares? Yeah. Who really cares? I, I may have left in McCartney too, but that was more just because I didn't want to miss you know anything, even a second of the Eagles' crushing defeat. Which, by the way, it was so crushing to me that about a year ago, a year ago, remember this happened in 2005, a year ago I was at Applebee's and I was sitting at Applebee's And Applebee's was airing the NFL Network, which for some reason was replaying the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Patriots. And to that moment, it hurt as badly as when it happened. (laughs) I mean, they so outplayed them in the first half Mm -hmm. and then yet still were losing at at halftime. It's such a. That cr- was such a missed opportunity. Is that the Patriots too? Yep. Yeah. yeah that was though. is there a second or third one? I can't remember which one. I think yeah. their third one. they've won so um, many now. They've won. Yeah, five. That's true. <laughs> um, then uh, to finish this off, uh, after the Who, it was Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash. Yeah. They went more current. Then they went to Madonna, who's obviously Ugh. just as risky yeah. as anybody as far as boobs popping out. Uh, but nothing, thank God, happened because it would probably go all the way to the floor. Two thousand thirteen. Plus, there's Uh, not
2: one inch of her body that we haven't seen and and none of us want to see No, no, you know, in 1987, I will
1: say I probably had a different opinion over that. In 1993, I probably had a different opinion about that. Yes. Today, Ugh. no, thank you. No. Um, then it was 2014: Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers. 2015, Bruno Mars is pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. I Again, like but that's like it's spectacle, right? Like it's a sh- he's a showman. Yeah. Like yep. that's what you need in these events. Like a, a rock band just yes. it doesn't pull that off the same way in that arena. It doesn't work. Um, 2015 was Katy Perry, Letty Kravitz, Huge. Missy Elliott. That was I thought very good. 2016, I like Coldplay, but you know it wasn't really that good with Beyonce and no. Bruno Mars and Beyonce also. And she did that militant thing. It was really stupid. bad, stupid. And really then, uh, of course, this year uh, we get the Lady Gaga, which I think is actually, you know, again, not my thing, but I, it was a good show. Who would be the greatest act you could possibly bring to the Super Bowl? I mean, I think obviously you're going to start with Wayne Newton. I, I don't know if it ends there, but I mean, it definitely starts with Wayne any Newton.
2: discussion has to begin.
1: Right. Right. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton. Yeah. I mean, you gonna want, You're going to want a little Wayne. Uh, I'm a little either. disappointed
3: that Wayne isn't on the list.
1: He right. should have been. I mean, Danny, don't you walk you got, so fast at the Super Bowl? Carol you Channing, you don't have Carol Channing twice. You Carol Channing twice. <laughs> <laughs> twice. You got Al Hurt twice. You got Florida A&M Wayne like 90 Newton times. No times. And well, wrong. <laughs> it's it's wrong. You're right. You're right. Steve. I mean, I think it's Wayne Newton.
2: That's, it begins and ends with Wayne Newton. I, that's a little, I'm a little pissed for Wayne Newton. I don't want any of these other people
1: getting on. I want A stage with Wayne. I don't want any musicians. I don't want any other singers. I don't want your little wrist lights. I don't want your drones. Give me one light on him right in the middle. He's standing there. He does his thing. We go home. Now, if Wayne wants to drop from the ceiling,
2: I'm not going to argue about it. (laughs) Wayne's not going to drop. Go ahead and drop him from the ceiling. But then I just want him in the middle of the stage (laughs) with the spotlight. Singing, Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast. That's all we want. And Don Cachene. And then I get mean, the hell off the stage. Is that too Good much night. to ask somehow? It's not. It is not. I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think not. so. It's Wayne not. freaking Newton. And I say we lobby the NFL for that next year.
1: <laughs> I would love that.
3: I would love that. It would be funny.
1: It Say would not. be. I don't know if the rest of America would like it as <laughs> There's much nothing as Nothing funny did. about
3: a tremendous performance uh, by Wayne Newton at the funny. Super Bowl halftime show. All be. right,
2: triple eight seven two seven back. Uh Glenn had a uh, think tank discussion with the staff uh, that included uh, Donald Trump and the refugee band. Oh
1: okay. you mean the Muslim ban? Is that what you're the talking You a Muslim ban? Muslim ban. We shouldn't
2: call a Muslim ban
1: because it's not a Muslim ban. I, love this. I, it, I was getting so much so many people angry at us today. You go, co- stop calling it a Muslim ban! It's not a Muslim ban! First of all, we've made that point a thousand times. Right. It is not a Muslim ban. Second of all, the reason the term exists is because of your candidate. The guy you're cheering for is the guy who said it initially. He's the one who said he wanted a total and complete shutdown, a ban of Muslims coming into this country. The reason why people called the Muslim ban is because your candidate suggested one. This is not that policy. It's completely Mm. different. But you can't get pissed at people for calling it what he called it. Right. Exactly. I mean, he's the one who started that. Not not anybody else. It's not the media's fault. That's his fault. Now, it would be nice at this point if the media would come around to say, uh, you know, that's not what this policy is. But, again, like the people who were cheering on the Muslim ban when he made it are now offended that people are calling it a Muslim ban. Mm -hmm. Well, if anything, you should be pissed at Trump for not going as far as he promised. Definitely. You'd think.
2: You'd think. You'd think. Anyway, here's part of that discussion.
5: Let's start with um, politics and uh, what has happened uh, over the weekend, especially with the Super Bowl commercials, uh, some of them being political, some of them not. Uh, The um, Uber and other tech giants now, who has this story, is is, uh, taking on the immigration bill. Um, Yeah, I I, I didn't
6: see any of the the commercials involved with the immigration bill. There was like one paid, I remember, advertisement that went on. Uh, Most of them were just pretty eye-roarly, but the immigration bill uh, I was watching over the weekend, and I tell you what, I don't even really understand really the argument, because I remember back when Obama did his uh, immigration bill, and it was shut down in the courts. That, to me, made sense, because he was asking everyone just to basically, you know, not pay attention to the law. You know, don't enforce the laws. So I can see why the courts got involved with that. I don't understand why the courts are even involved with this, this, this judge from Washington. Like, what legal basis does he have to stop the president, which the Supreme Court's already ruled, that he's in charge of immigration, he can do with immigration however he pleases. Like, how does that, how do they have any legal measure to come in and infect this at all? I don't get it.
5: No, I, I agree with them on that. I, I don't know why it's even an issue other than I guess the judge is progressive and trying to stand up to Trump. And is it based on religion? Is that where they're going with it? Well, I, I, I will tell you, I've, uh, I have a friend who's a constitutional scholar that will remain nameless because he doesn't want to be in the middle of this. But he wrote to me, I think it was last Thursday or Friday, and he said, Glenn, I'm I just, you know, I was looking into the immigration thing to find out if it's constitutional, what the courts should probably say. I just want to run it by you, see what you think. I am not smart enough for my friends (laughs) because I didn't understand a damn word he said. (laughs) Uh, But he was quoting statute and everything else, and he said um, the visas, um, he cannot say, he cannot say you can't create new visas, but he can say we're no longer accepting them at this time. So the president's purview, he can't stop a visa from being obtained, but he can say that visa is not valid at this time. You so can't like, enter.
4: Part of the reason I think the president was able to jump in was because a lot of the language in that executive order was convoluted.
5: Uh, like there's, it was written like by a fifth grader. Yeah,
4: like Well, there's this one thing <coughs> seems like it should be self-explanatory, but it's not. So like in the executive order, they said ban entry. Well, they never define what entry meant, and the word entry is not used in the original Immigration Act that they're amending with the executive order. So that's why border, uh, the, um, the you know, customs was like, uh, you need to define this for us so we know what it means.
5: Well, that's why apparently Bannon and, um, and what's his name, the weasel from the GOP, that's why they're, that's why they're in trouble with Trump over the weekend. That was at least the story in the New York Times. That, so just like the rollout, it was a failure of execution, not so much concept. Yes.
4: Not a ex- uh, failure of principle, right. but a failure of the details of the executive order.
5: But the, problem, but the bigger problem is, is I think, the, the American people are arguing over something that we wouldn't normally argue over. Because we're not saying it's a ban on Muslims because we're obviously letting other Muslims in. It's not a Muslim <laughs> ban. Fault of of Donald Trump for saying it in the first place. It's not a Muslim ban. All we're saying is, let's stop and look how we're allowing people in. Are we vetting them enough? And we all know the answer to that is no. We all know that people are overstaying their visas. All the things that we said that we were gonna do on September 11th, we never did. Bush didn't do them, Neither uh, neither did Obama. So we all know that we should, that we're not doing the best we can on immigration. That's all this says. But we're dividing ourselves because of language.
6: Yeah, and it, it, to me, it, just, it, it seems all to be about politics. I mean, it, I, it, like, that's why I was struggling to find, like, the, the legalese involved with this. But it just all seemed like politics to me. So now what this judge has done, uh, was it Robart? Judge Robart's from Washington? Mm-hmm. Um, so what he's done now is it's basically a temporary restraining order on it. So basically he's left it as is, said it's just a temporary, you know, halt on the executive order. And he's waiting for people to bring, you know, more arguments in.
4: Well, the government's going to be able to appeal it and take it to the circuit level and... Which, yeah,
6: and the appeals court already said, well, I guess the, the Trump administration tried to say, hey, just, just knock that down. But the appeals court said, no, we can't do that yet. Wait till, I guess, this, this afternoon, sometime this evening. They're going to do a formal, you know, eventually, basically what the bottom line is, it's not going to go anywhere. They're not, it's gonna go all the way up to the Supreme Court and they're not gonna be able to vote on it until we actually get a new judging because it's deadlocked. Before I point.
5: will tell you that um, anything that's gonna be decided by the court today, I don't trust. <laughs> Sixteen and a half million people are not showing up to work today because it's Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> and anybody who is showing up is like, you yeah, know, whatever. I mean, I think uh, I don't. I don't buy a car that was made on Super Bowl Monday, <laughs> myself. Um, you saw the buoy. You are, um, have a story about Melania, and I love the way that this is from Politico. I love the way that they're positioning the headline: how Melania can save Donald Trump.
7: Yeah, basically, it boils down to five ways she can kind of save his image, especially to the half of Americans that hate him, and then the percentage of that fifty percent that voted for him, but. Did so basically holding their nose. And so they kind of relate her, her grace at the inauguration to Jackie Kennedy and basically list these five reasons. So the first one is she can be an ambassador of American greatness. Um, she can kind of adopt as her first lady cause that she wants to um, use during his presidency American exceptionalism.
5: Okay, but hang on just a second. Does anybody, and I do not mean this as a slam, Does anybody know about Melania and how she feels? I mean, her father was a communist ranking party member. I mean, she grew up in a very communist house. So do we know how she feels about America greatness?
7: But because of where she came from, she can use that to her advantage. And like she, more than anyone, grew up in that kind of communist-
5: Which worked for her family.
7: I don't know what she feels, <laughs> yeah. but I
5: don't know what she feels either. But it did work for her family. Her her family came out fine during the communist time.
7: Well, <laughs> she can she can still use. I mean, that.
5: most people don't know that, and and Trump's not certainly not going to uh, bring that up. But
7: I, I did not know that either. Yeah, but she can still use that by sure. you know, talking about how important democracy sure. is. Sure. Sure. So, and then because a lot of people don't know how she feels, she can also use that to her advantage because they talked about in this article how Jackie Kennedy was kind of um, this secret woman who didn't speak a lot about um, her policy and her beliefs. And so the American people want things that they can't get. And so when she speaks, everyone listens. And Melania can also use that to her advantage. And so she can also be a character witness to Trump, um, kind of balance out what the media is saying about I don't know who if she- is-
5: she did it on the campaign trail, and she did not test well. I mean, that's why they took her off the campaign trail. She doesn't like it, she doesn't want to do it, and she is not very good at it. Mm-hmm. If she, I mean, Jackie Kennedy was was a special woman in and of herself. It would be great. Melania could do it, but it would take effort. You, you have a story about the, the Tea Party hydra- uh, being hijacked?
6: Yeah. I, yeah, I read this interesting uh, thing. It was, it was actually in a Daily Beast, um, but um, <clears throat> from Rick, Rick Wilson. And uh, he was talking about how the Republican Party was in danger of becoming the troll party and how it was being so overrun with uh, like a new, new, basically a new breed, new type of, uh, of people within the Republican Party that were so very vocal, very angry, um, all about the you know, nationalism, populism, that style mm-hmm. of politics. And they were now overrunning the Republican Party. And <clears throat> it, it piqued my interest because I remember I was doing some research on something else a while back, was doing something on the alt-right. And I was looking, I just looked up alt-right on Wikipedia to see what some people were mm-hmm. saying about it. And I found it, it was within a, 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 another sub-segment of uh, conservatism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, the alt-right has nothing to do with conservatism. Nothing. But they're
5: already starting to relate the two. I don't think people understand.
4: And uh, to jump off your point, I read another interesting article from another non-traditional place, The Atlantic, from David Frum, called the uh, How to... What was it? it was, um,
5: start an, um, start auto- an Autocracy. autocracy. Yeah.
4: And it was basically kind of that same point. The Republican Party and conservatism risked this, this cult of personality of building it around one person if we, if we build it around one person, not a set of ideas, a set of principles, then we risk just complete destruction of... Well, I have to tell you, ideas. there's
5: no difference between what the left did with the Marxists. They said, let's bring these Marxist radicals in because they'll help energize the party. They ended up taking over. And I think the same thing is happening with the,
4: with the right, where... We're already seeing evidence of it. So Gallup put out a, um, their tracking poll from February 2nd to the 4th. Trump's approval rating stands at 42%, disapproval at 53%. Now, that is the lowest approval rating for, an incoming, for a president in his first couple weeks. And the problem is that's not being driven by scandal, by war, by recession. That's driven by people's dislike of him. Now, he was able to overcome that in the primaries because he was facing a historically large field.
5: So you still have a 90% approval rating with Republicans?
4: Uh, no, it's like 80-something.
5: Still 80-something. Yeah.
4: But, but, ma- but
1: how were the Republicans during Obama's first turn? Because I think these are more based off of the people that don't like the Republican or, I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't like him. But the
5: Republican Party. I will tell you, I just got back from Los Angeles, and there's a lot of people who voted, you know, Democrat, voted Democrat their whole life, and they're all saying, i gonna give my right arm for Mitt Romney now." We made a huge, we made a huge mistake, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you did." Caleb, so you're saying his numbers are number one lowest? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> He's the number one lowest.
2: Hi, and uh, welcome. It's welcome Pat and Stu.
1: Yeah, interesting segment.
2: You know, you can take a positive step towards self-reliance with My Patriot Supply. Mm. Uh, we've been trying to tell you this for quite some time now, and you've just been sitting there thinking, yeah, I, I you do. Don't I need to do that. You don't to, listen
1: do to us. You don't care. Do it!
2: Okay. All right. Because it's really easy, and... Uh, so, and then you'll be happy you did. You got this, you know, just mark it off your to-do list.
1: Uh, you know, I was uh, at first a little skeptical when my Patriot Supply suggested that you scream as loud as you can do it into the kitchen. <laughs> it worked, though, didn't it? It, it did. Work. It really actually did work. Yeah. I, and I now want to do it. Because yeah. I don't want you to do that again. Like, I'm like, I don't want you right? to scream at me. Right. Um, so I'm going to go buy uh, my Patriot Supply in the, uh, in the deal they have four <laughs> weeks for $99. Uh, <laughs> now, it's really great food. It lasts for 25 years. So you don't have to keep rotating it out. You want to be prepared for... Basically every emergency this side of a zombie apocalypse, in mm-hmm. four weeks, we'll do it. Yeah, and uh, you're not
2: stuck with things like wheat and cracked barley and beans and stuff. You, you get really delicious food like fettuccine Alfredo and emergency pizza and puddings and, I mean, just really good stuff. The, call we, yeah, well,
1: this is the second time why we've why talked we about pizza, that? and we still don't have pizza. Where's the pizza?
2: The Constitution is continually broken on this show. (laughs) Continually. Mm -hmm. 888-411-5290 is the number to call to get prepared. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com.
3: So people should
1: do it!
2: Uh, 888-727-BEC, 888-727-BECK, 888 beck This is a fascinating
5: uh, discovery?
2: Sp- d- discovery from Katie Couric. Uh, she sympathizes uh, with the abortion doc- industry. D- doctor. 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 Dr. Thank Curry. you. Doctor Katie Couric, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the abortion industry and Planned Parenthood, she's all about them. Uh, but when it comes to gender, she says that the unborn can feel. For instance, well, let's let her tell the tale here. Here's what she says.
5: And just because you operate on a child mm-hmm. and tell that, that child you're a certain gender, that doesn't necessarily coincide with who that person feels he or she right. actually is. It doesn't correlate with what is in your head. And right. Your in head. the later stages of development, it's when your brain is wired. And sometimes yeah. the surge of testosterone can make a male, uh, a female fetus feel female as fetus. if That baby is male, or that person is male, and the
2: opposite, if there's not enough testosterone. Well, there's a lot going on there, because let me tell you something. (laughs) If that female fetus can feel like a male, the hell are you doing aborting it? Oh, my God. If it can feel anything, and especially that I'm actually a fetus who is a female that wants to be male, screaming to get out, (laughs) you better let it out so it can become the male it wants to be.
3: That it already knows it
2: is. That it already knows it is. Thank you. Exactly.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was really fascinating because there's so much there. So much there. The whole she called, thing is. Uh, called uh, the fetus so a baby so...
2: along the way. Yep. Which, okay, if it's a baby, stop aborting. Okay, stop aborting. You're, you've already
1: admitted it's not tissue there. Yeah, we got. We're not, not talking like, tissue. You got to. Can you send that to us for radio? We got to do this That's one on radio. unreal. This is so. So uh, first of all, you have the abortion point, which is first of all they're they're apparently murdering uh, tons of transgendered people, which is really uh, sad. Um, We've been fighting for transgendered for a long time. Shockingly, we have. You know what? Some of the 50 million murdered yeah, have been reality, transgendered. What is it? I, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but like I don't know, either. But it's between something gay under 1%. people, transgender, LGBT. What's the com- yeah, combination between right? all four of those? How many million, million? A million, probably at least. At least. Baby, um, gay, lesbian, transgendered babies have been Females, murdered. Yes. We should, just, we should only talk about those groups. From now on, we should. <laughs> we should. Right, that's, uh, maybe that's the way to go. But so you had the abortion part of this, which is fascinating. Secondly, Ellen seems to indicate it's only in their head. Yeah, she says she it's does. not how they feel in their head. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean feel in their head? I thought they were, were born, born this way, and that's what they are. Yeah, and now it's how they feel yeah, in, their in their head. head. Which is, again, is it is it about they, feelings?
2: They, they honestly have it every which way. They sure do. Yeah, because, it just doesn't matter. And
1: it, obviously Ellen would, you know, she's obviously in, involved in, in, in these issues heavily mm-hmm. um, and, and has fought for them for a long time. I would think she would be the one identifying it correctly, Right. Uh, from their perspective. and you would think so. She says that's a really interesting perspective. I, I really can't keep tra- of track of all the claims. I can't keep track of what we're <laughs> supposed to say or think. Or, I mean, it well, really how could you, is...
3: Stu, when you have a clip like that uh, from two scientists uh, giving you scientific <laughs> like information and like Ellen that, DeGeneres. you can't keep track of it like that. No, you can't.
1: I, I it's mean, way above maybe our heads. Right. Maybe it's above my head. But So a surge of testosterone makes someone feel in their head as if they're a male. And that's the trans, thats the explanation of transgenders, uh, uh, g- transgenderism. Now uh, that was just—that yeah. was absolute crazy talk. Start again, to finish, crazy talk. And if it, it let's just say it is uh, how you feel in your head. You feel as if you're the opposite gender. Um, that's fine, but like that, that's not a—that's um, uh, not an issue where you would because like, I mean I guess we're we're identifying this as body part related. Yeah. And if, there, if you're identifying gender as well, what you though. feel like, uh-huh. well, I mean, you can feel like whatever you want. Like, people keep saying, well, I'm not going to call uh, Caitlyn Jenner Caitlyn, right? That's like a very common refrain right. from a lot of people. Yeah. Well, anybody well, can until, change their name, right? right? Anyone can change their name. She can be, you, you because the he-she thing you can say you can argue with, but Caitlyn can be Caitlyn even if it's a dude, right? Sure. So mm-hmm. the issue is is, like, what are you talking about? As far as the specifics, because if it's just how you feel, I'm not going to say that if Jeffy says, he says, I feel like a woman. Um, first of all, no one would be surprised at all. Um, and we would say, yes, of course. Secondly, thank you. I don't care. Like You want to feel that way? You want to feel that you're something else? I mean, feel away. Thank you. Uh, however, and that's not necessarily I something I put in a government form, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not putting on a government form that I feel like something else. And
2: if, if it's a feeling in your head... You better call Gaga and tell her you're not born that way because uh, she built a whole career on born this way. Although, if so it happens, either before you're birth, born that you were, way or, right, or right. you feel that way, which is it? I mean, right. Uh, again, feeling a uh,
1: feeling in your head strikes me as something like that's something that's going to change from time could to time. Change. It could change. It's, it's, it's not necessarily a, a physiological thing, it's, right. it's not necessarily a plumb. It's not about plumbing, right? It's about. Right. Uh, you know, I, you know, you might feel like you're something that you're not. Um, but I, that's a, I, I can't believe that she was describing it that way. That seems like something that like a Republican politician would get in trouble for saying. <laughs> yes. You know, like if if uh, yeah. if, uh, you know, um, Mike Pence came out tomorrow and was like, you know, look, I understand people who are transgendered. If they feel in their head that they're a woman like, I mean, he would be in real trouble for that. He'd be excoriated. Yeah. It. Wouldn't he? Yes. That's cr- so that's a very interesting um interesting segment. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh triple eight seven two seven Beck. We got more patents too. It's you know, inevitable. Yeah, oh, it's just gonna, it's gonna happen. It's not Jeffy it's... no
1: more Jeffy segments though, right? Well oh, come on. If you want I, No no you know, no, 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 find, no. We don't oh. find something. No, we don't want you to find no Wow. A uh, big moment coming up uh, on the program. Holy uh, cow. We One are of the biggest moments in the
2: history of the show.
1: I would say that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, Taco Bell's new fried chicken tacos. Um, they're you've called been, the Naked Chicken Taco, I believe is the actual name of them. You've been
2: begging us to try this for you. Yes. For science. I will say for so me, even, because
1: it's not something I can partake in. However, I'm so interested in how it actually is.
2: I am, too. And we've done something like this before. There was a chicken sandwich that was... KFC, KFC had a double down. Had a double down, yeah. which was the, the 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 buns were chicken. Yes, right.
1: Now here's the thing, with and it that was one. a mess to eat.
2: Yeah, and, and it. I mean,
1: it was okay. It was it just, but it wasn't great. But here, here's the thing with that one. It's, those things just... that always sound
2: better than they turn yes, out. To be. They do.
1: Usually, although Taco Bell, that's not always true. Right, with Taco Bell, true. sometimes they taste a lot better than they sound. Um, the thing with this, where I'm interested, is because the, the double down, I believe, went wrong in two ways. Number one the bun was essentially just two pieces of chicken breast like <laughs> right, it right, wasn't like anything right. designed for the use you know Correct. it was just it was just two they were like all right uh two chicken breasts and then in the middle they put bacon cheese and like a little sauce so that yeah. the second part of it was there's nothing yeah. in the middle it wasn't a sandwich it was essentially just you eating the chicken without a bun right here they've yeah. designed a specific taco shell. It was almost show. like an Atkins chicken sandwich. Yeah, although I right? had breading on the fried chicken, so it wouldn't be too. Except Atkins for fries. that. Yeah. So here, I think, in a much better approach here by Taco Bell, which is no surprise.
2: No surprise. No surprise. They're brilliant. They're They're genius. I mean, they go
1: back to the drawing board. Right. They do an actual taco shaped piece of chicken that they've formed into a place like a taco out of fried chicken. Then, in addition, (laughs) in the middle of it, they've solved that as well by putting grilled chicken along with the sides, like uh, lettuce, you know, and and cheese and things like that. So I think they've really addressed two of the big concerns with the double down. And I'm really interested to see how they pull this off.
2: Should be fun. That's coming up in a second. Uh, Meantime, we're going to go inside Amazon's robot-run supermarket that needs just three. I thought it was two, but this says three human workers. Here's a look.
0: Four years ago, we started to wonder. What would shopping look like if you could walk into a store, grab what you want, and just go? Go. What if we could weave the most advanced machine learning, computer vision, and AI into the very fabric of a store, so you never have to wait in line? No lines, no checkouts, no registers. Yes. Welcome to Amazon Go. Use the Amazon Go app to enter. Then put away your phone and start shopping. It's really that simple. Take whatever you like. Anything you pick up is automatically added to your virtual cart. That's what? Incredible. How? If you change your mind about that cupcake, uh-huh. just put it back. Our technology will update your virtual cart automatically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So, I'm how not does sure it work? I trust it. We used computer vision, deep learning algorithms, and sensor fusion, you say that now, much Pat? like you'd find <laughs> in uh-huh. self driving cars the second time. We call probably. it just walk out technology. I love that technology. Once you've got everything you want, you can just go. That is so When you leave, unique. our Just Walk Out technology adds up your virtual cart and charges your Amazon account. Yeah. Your receipt is sent straight to the app, and you can keep going. Amazon Go. Uh, these people are gonna run the world.
2: Come on now! I mean that. Uh, come that's on! Awesome. We still I mean have to, that is
3: Minority Report esque. We still have the uh, that, app for the grocery stores and stuff where they still have to ring it up and you don't have to. It, it automatically charges and goes to your app the receipt and everything.
1: We do that, but you, mean, you still have to go that. through. Do you own a grocery store yes, chain yes, that I'm aware so of?
3: We, as in the person I have that shops for me. No, seriously. What, what is Called it? I don't know wife. what you're
1: referring to. Uh, you have the store app.
3: Okay. So that when you go shopping and then you have to go through, the, you do have to go through the register, unlike Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but you, they ring it up and you uh, scan your app at the register and then it just, everything goes. Oh, okay.
1: There. Well, that's just, a, that's like a credit card, essentially. Like you're, it's a
2: credit yeah. card on your phone. Right? Yeah. This is like
3: unbelievable. But you yeah. get the receipt. It's all right there on on the go app. So you just. God.
2: But and that's fine. But this thing this is, is a, a, unreal technology. Like you, well, you take it off the shelf, you put it in your bag, and you leave. So it's, I mean, it, that's unreal. It's got to be like what RFID-based, I would
1: think. I, um, yeah.
2: I guess I mean, that's so,
1: is. Are these available now? No. Yeah. So where do we know, Jeffy, where these places <laughs> it's are? So cool. As a guy who invests in grocery store chains, I'm surprised you don't know about this. <laughs> um, no, I guess just in Seattle at this point. When is this coming to yeah.
2: Dallas? I think this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. When is this seen? coming to my
1: street, is what I need to know.
2: Jeez, because, that's amazing. Because,
1: you know, the thing I, I am not a big fan would of. Would you
2: trust, though, that if you if you change
1: your mind and you put it back, it, it's deducted I would. from, I mean, would you? I would I would probably check the first few times, and then afterwards yeah. they could charge me for whatever they wanted. <laughs> that's probably uh-huh. true. <laughs> well, it works at, like, mini bars, right? Like, you take a, a soda out or you put it back in. They now have the, the ones that, do, that uh, will detect... Um, whether you've taken things out of minibars and hotels. Oh, yeah. Um, so they, I mean, you know, and that's yeah. much more basic, obviously, than this, but it's pretty incredible. I mean, and it would be weird. Like, really I, cool. I'm a big fan of not interacting with humans. Me too. Um, don't like them. Not a big fan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, I, well, one in particular I really don't like, uh, but that's just, uh, you know. Um, yeah. It's that one, that one over there.
2: That one, just
1: don't, uh, It kind of turned me off for all humanity, Pat. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I, I used to be fine with humans, but like now, <laughs> yeah. and if they can him. turn into that, right? If that can happen, right? You know, I've also, don't by the way, that now, world. Uh, who wants to live in that world? Right. And no Jeffy's one. also made me pro-choice, by the way. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I? Uh, that's that's incredible, man. That is incredible. I mean, I, Amazon really is because they have Amazon um, Fresh, which I did try at one point, which is like it's you go on the app order whatever you want grocery wise and they'll deliver it to you in like refrigerated bags or like insulated bags
2: which is cool which enough which is
1: cool enough then they've got um, they've got uh, you know you can uh, Amazon pantry which is you can order stuff that's not like frozen or whatever and they'll bring it to you in these big bags for a flat delivery fee which i order here all the time Like, all the soda and all the crap that I drink up in my office, I just order it all from there. And this huge box is like 600 pounds. I'm like, hey, Natasha, bring that upstairs. Um, So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of nice. I'm
3: a little surprised that you need to tell her. Uh, you know, when the boxes not a, are delivered, she should be hopsing in that upstairs.
1: <laughs> no, they're seriously so heavy that every time I go up the stairs with one of them, because the stairs in our, in our office, there's like a big open area, so like everyone can see you walk up the stairs, but they're really heavy, and I'm weak and out of shape. So it's really like I've got to struggle to get just to the top of the stairs, out of everyone's view, and then I can just plop it down, and just drag it the across the The other thing the you floor. have to
2: understand here is that there's no elevator, and there is no escalator. Right. So, so you right, actually have to walk upstairs. It's like eighteen twelve or something. Here
1: we are We're watching building. this Amazon thing. There's technology of the right? future. We can't even get a freaking escalator. Right?
2: Unbelievable. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. Back more patents Stew coming up. That is one of the coolest things I know I've
1: ever seen. Because uh, that, that, that was amazing. one of those things too that you wouldn't even necessarily need to buy everything you needed for the whole a whole week. You just walk in there right before lunch, pick up whatever you need for that yep. meal, and walk out. It would seem so easy.
2: So easy. Wow.
3: Oh,
1: controversy reigns yet again here on Spoons. Uh, now, this is one problem we've had over and over again with fast food, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it does not age well. Fast food, like, you need to eat it right out of the bag when you're in the drive-thru, right? Um, and so this, I think you need to, to factor that in as you taste test the chicken, naked yeah. chicken chalupa, a Taco Bell fried chicken shell around a grilled chicken taco with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes that Pat has removed, and for Pat, Diablo <laughs> sauce, because he's getting a little spicy. And then I have yes. a bean burrito, which is something they've had on the menu for years and years and years. But, but you've never tried it, and has, no has anyone else. I'm very interested. Right? Okay, so let's okay, try this. So this let's try one. this.
2: This is the chicken thing uh, where they're using food as a food delivery system, which is always kind
1: of cool. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Pat, mm-hmm. that was a big bite. You really committed. Mm. I'm like, <laughs> that was not a, let me get a little Mm-mm. taste test of this. No, that was I committed a, to that. It was a healthy bite. Uh Jeffy, now it was we're a little weirded out, I think, mm. by this product. Um Why? initially. Which yeah. a fat understand.
2: man, you're the pickiest eater I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh I want that. I don't want that. Good sauce. <laughs> got so sauce. So was, ate, it's got sauce it. has got sauce. i got some good
3: gross sauce. Yeah, yeah the sauce stuff is. Okay, so Jeffy, give me your honest. It actually, it's better than I had, had anticipated. Really? Yeah.
2: It looks good. I gotta say, it looks good. This is so much better. Than the double down thing, yeah. Where oh they my used gosh, chicken just... to deliver chicken mm-hmm. or bacon or whatever mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, really good. Yeah, the chicken is delicious. It's fried heard, chicken I... around a, a cheese and yeah. lettuce inside. There should be grilled chicken and some grilled too. chicken yeah. too.
1: I don't know that there's a ton of it, but it is already ha- you're already having chicken as the shell. It's good. It's really good. I give it a 15. I think. Wow, yeah. 15 out of 18. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. No. This is a bean burrito. Well, I like the
4: bean.
1: <laughs> it's as good as the last
3: thousand What's times I've had like? it. Cheese
1: burrito. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing I've ordered, you know, last thousand times I've been there, so that's pretty good too. Jeffy? Um,
3: you know, maybe eleven. No, yeah, maybe. I mean it's still good, it's edible, double digits. It's chicken,
2: it's sauce. <laughs> but it's, chicken. it's different. I mean there if it's not lard. Yeah, You don't want You're it.
1: kind of mainly a lard
3: guy, right? Hmm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I want is lard. 100%
1: lard, nothing else. Now I know what to get you for. Uh, I'm not going to get you anything. <laughs> for whatever holiday I was about to name. I was Who to name. is the
2: loser in this year's uh, football thing?
1: I think me, right?
2: That's correct. I think you were, yeah. Based on the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Dallas so Cowboys. You should get him a big bucket of lard for lunch. That is a great idea. Not a great idea.
3: Oh, isn't that though? Because <laughs> then, then that would be the payment, right? right For lunch. So, right. Yeah, right. The yeah. problem though,
1: Pat, that a bucket of lard is nope, only one I, day's nope. lunch i don't have my whole month. <laughs> I'm not saying there'd be any sauce on it.
2: <laughs> just be lard. Wouldn't have to worry about oh, sauce.
3: Good. Sauce. I
1: don't like sauce. Because that's one of the four or five words <laughs> that Jeffy just blurts out. <laughs> Milk. 18 <laughs> spoons. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Sauce! So 15 out of 18, one of the highest ratings pack Corey has no ever Oh, Yeah, this is really good. I like it. All right, there you go. Go, mm-hmm. eat, go eat one or ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs>